Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we return to the London Stadium for the first time this season. Well, the first time because it's a new season and, of course, the first time since we won uh, Europa Conference League trophy. Uh, London derby versus Chelsea. Big game, Riley. I mean, I know it's only game two of the season, but considering the matches that are coming up, um, got a decent point against Bournemouth. It's a London derby. It's at home. Uh, we've got a couple of new faces you imagine going to be featuring. I think it's time for... I've got a feeling it's going to be a bit of a buzz around the stadium, to be honest. It's a big, big game. And it'd be nice, wouldn't it, to start at home with a three, point, three points, especially against a big side like Chelsea. Um, but before we go into the match and talking about West Ham and all the excitement surrounding our club, that's nothing but positive news always. Um, let's talk about Chelsea. Um, Chelsea... Football club, very, very uh, poor season for them last season, Riley. Um, you know, very uncharacteristically bad for them. I mean, they've got the new owner coming in. It seems a bit of a nightmare. Um, obviously got the new manager in, Pochettino, this summer. Um, you think it might, might stabilise things. Um, but it appears, I was actually thinking they would probably settle down with their spending and maybe just try and keep things a bit calm. But it appears absolutely no way. They've done the polar opposite and buying players left, right and centre. I don't quite, we'll just come to it a bit more in a minute. First of all, mate, what are your thoughts on Chelsea? Uh, like you say, mate, I think that they are falling into a dangerous trap of, of buying too many players, you know, having too much. I mean, their squad is constantly, constantly changing. And don't get me wrong, uh, new signings are needed. And obviously they have improved the quality of their signings. But I mm. think... This season, it's going to be so up in the air for them because they've got a new manager. They've basically got like almost a new eleven to what they could have had last season. Mm. Um, and when, when you think about where they started last summer, if you count the January transfer window as well, they mm. you know they've basically got a whole new front line, a whole new midfield, a uh, whole new back line. I mean, it's crazy. It's such a transitional period, and I think chucking that many things in there is quite difficult. But as much as people have criticised Pochettino for what he did at PSG. I think you have to look at what he achieved at, at Tottenham. You have to look mm. at his mentality. You know, why is he not taking a job in all this time? He, he wants a challenge. He wants something that's going to be a good project for him. And I think Chelsea probably is that project. 
He's brought in good players. Uh, obviously, the injury to Reese James is concerning for them because that's sort of two seasons in a row where at the start, their star right back has, has got an injury of that sort of mm. persuasion. But I'm sure they'll be able to find uh, some pocket money somewhere to buy a replacement. Yeah. Um, and I've been really, really impressed with the calibre of players they're bringing in. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think sometimes that, you know, less is more. But, you know, we saw that at Forest last year. But the, mm. the calibre of players they're bringing in is absolutely incredible. Like, there's not really a sign in there that you think to yourself, you know, they're all right. Like, every single signing they've made this yeah. summer, for me, has been a brilliant signing. So, I mean, they're looking like a very dangerous team. I mean, I lift off some of the signings now. Obviously, you've got Kai Sado coming from Brighton. Mm. Crazy, crazy fee. But, you know, he's some midfielder next to Enzo Fernandez, who was signed last season. Romeo Lavia, who's just signed from Southampton. Alex Diarcy, I think that was Monaco. Robert mm. Sanchez, Nicholas Jackson up top against Villarreal. Uh, obviously, they also bought in Kunku last year from RB mm. Leipzig. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've brought in some some really, really top talent, mate. And uh, to be fair, they've actually done pretty well with sales as well because of all the players they've sold to Saudi League. Mason Mount for like 60-odd million. Um, yeah, I think they've actually had a really, really good transfer window. My worry now is can you take all those brilliant players and put them into a team? Well, they've got the manager, haven't they, now to do that, you'd think. I mean, that's probably the the, the one thing that you, gives them a little bit more confidence. So if I was a Chelsea fan, although I probably wouldn't like all this constant change and players in, players out. It's, you know, I, I, although, don't get me wrong, it's exciting as a f- football yeah. fan, but it's also a little bit... I think we've seen quite a few pieces of evidence to suggest that just buying players doesn't just mean you're going to do well. I mean, Chelsea were the prime example of that last season. Spent, was it 600 million, I think, in January in total, something like that. And, you know, I don't didn't even get top half finish. So, um, yeah, really, really, it doesn't it, it doesn't scream that, they, you know, that you're going to necessarily be successful. But the fact they've got Pochettino in makes gives you a little bit of comfort that they probably will be all right. Um, it's a strange one. I mean, I... I the way the football club's being run is very odd. I mean, this whole well, the way they're trying to avoid it, isn't it? This um, avoid these financial fair play. They're they're trying to be smart and say, well, let's see what we'll do. We'll put them on very long contracts so we can spread these costs over the years. The, the problem with that is, is I just think that's just such a huge gamble because we've done it ourselves. If you remember, we did it with Winston Reed. We we put I think we put Reed on a six year contract. I think it might have been seven. We put him on something like that, like a ridiculously long contract. And he was really injury prone at that time. And I remember thinking, but we did it because if I remember right, I think Tottenham were in for him and we were desperately trying to keep him. So we like naively went, let's just give him the longest contract he possibly can. You can stay for the rest of your career, Winston. And it was a disaster because he got injured. And then we just had this injury prone player earning 80 grand a week and we could never, ever get rid of him until we saw his contract out. So we just, and why would he? Why would he want to? leave that contract is brilliant um so Chelsea are taking a huge gamble here because if any of these players don't work out well, let's be honest no even if you buy six players in the summer it, the likelihood of all six being absolutely brilliant for you and and all being successful is pretty unlikely it's probably one or two that you might go yeah it didn't quite work out we're going to move them on or whatever so I do feel like that um that Todd Bowley's playing a fair bit of roulette here with uh, Chelsea and I've but it's up to them. I mean, it's, it's the way they want to run the football club. I don't quite agree with it, but it is the way they want to do it. Um, like you say, though, the signings are smart. They're not buying rubbish and they're not, they don't seem to be also, whereas before it just seemed they were just buying names. They're buying actually very good players, Premier League players that will do well. You think, yeah, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be decent enough this season. To, I mean, with the manager mm. um, in place, I do think they will be 
much, much better than last season. I, I think they're going to have to at least be in the top. Well, they've got to be in the top six. They've got to be in the European spaces this season. Absolutely. And I'm sure, and I'm pretty confident they will be. Um, but it is a bit of a, it's a strange one. It's very hard to predict, isn't it, at the moment? Because it's so early in the season, we're probably playing them at a pretty decent time. I did watch them against Liverpool. I thought they were all right. I thought they looked better. It's almost like um, Pochettino's gone back to basics with Chelsea now. Just gone, right, let's just play, let's just play some basic standard football. Get you just used uh-huh. to playing with each other rather than trying to do anything too, um, you know, exotic and crazy and, and, and a bit maverick. He just seems to be playing quite straightforward football, which I think West, um, Chelsea need. Um, yeah. But it's going to be an interesting season for them, mate. What, 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 before we go on to West Ham, what are your predictions for Chelsea? Do you think they're going to be challenging for titles? Do you think they're going to be... Struggling to be in top 10 again? Where do you think they're going to be? Whereabouts they're going to be? Uh, well, obviously, they've got no European football, which, you know, is is, is a plus for them. But mm. uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see them getting a top six spot over the likes of, I mean, I don't want to discount clubs like Brighton, but I think my top five is pretty much nailed on at the moment, which would be mm. Newcastle, Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, sorry, City, United, Arsenal, Liverpool and Newcastle. Yeah. Right. Those are the five teams that I think will be finishing in the in the top five this season. Which okay. order that's going to be in, I have no idea. So then I look at the sixth place, and I think probably Chelsea have a good shout of getting that over Brighton. I think you know mm. they've spent a lot of money, they've taken key players. Uh, Brighton obviously have European football as well. You know, will, yeah. will they drop off? Will clubs start you know figuring a way how to play against Brighton? I was hoping Brentford. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we're playing them in uh, game week three and know, we're know, still yet to beat them in the Premier League. We're still yet to beat them in the Premier League. It's, it's the weirdest record I've ever seen as, as a West Ham mm. fan. But yeah, we are mm. still yet to beat them. So hopefully someone can come up with a template and we've had to copy and paste it. But um, <laughs> for me, I think that Chelsea do make sense to fit into that sixth spot. Um, yeah. Spurs losing Kane. I don't know if they'll replace him. I think that's too big a loss for them to be able to compete with the likes of Chelsea. Yeah, um, and like I said, Bright- Brighton having Premier League football, Premier League football, uh, Europa mm. League football uh, yeah. may sort of hinder their Premier League campaign. Brentford missing out on Tony for six months, I think, is too big a mountain to climb up if they haven't replaced him, which they don't like to have. Yeah. So yeah, I think Chelsea are pretty nailed on to get at least top six, but I don't really see them. You know, unless like Liverpool just don't come show up to the races. I really don't see them being a break into the top four. You know, Newcastle look really good again this year. Um, mm. I think United will come into their own as well. Arsenal and City look like they're going to be the sort of top two. So I think they'd really struggle to get top four. Yeah, I th- I th- it's going to be very tall order for them. I think I think that'll be their ambition this season to get the Champions League. I think that, that, and that should certainly be their ambition with the money they've spent. And, the, the, you know, but you do wonder... You do wonder really what the pressure is going to be for Pochettino at that club because we always hear this with these owners and oh we're going to give this manager all this time we're investing in this project and da, da. but they said exactly the same about Graham Potter exactly that that they were going to totally give him the time they know he needs time to bed in the football club get his ideas across and they were going to stand by him well they didn't did they they, they once the results didn't start happening they got rid of him um I've You'd like to think Pochettino would be given a little bit more because of who he is and the fact that he's a you know a proven top manager. But you just don't know these Matt owners. I mean, I think he's going to be under pressure. I think he's going to need to... All I'm thinking is, where, where, is the promise that he's going to be top four. If it is, I think he's going to struggle. But I think I think Chelsea as a club would probably accept top six, top seven, probably just get some European football back, 
But then with the idea of the following season, right, we've got to be challenging. And when I say challenging, like they need to be challenging City uh, for the title. But yeah, you can't imagine they'll be there yet mm. or anywhere. I'd be very surprised anyway. If they go up and start challenging that end of the table, I'd be very surprised. But who knows? Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny old club. Um, and it's one West Ham possibly come at a good time for West Ham to play them, really. You know, they're still finding their feet. They've got, as you said, they've got an injury uh, to Reese James. Probably not a bad time to be to be playing them and bringing them to our, our gaffer, especially with I think the atmosphere will be pretty good on uh, Sunday. On to West Ham then, mate. Um, obviously, first game of the season ended on a draw. It wasn't a bad one. I don't think it was a bad result really for West Ham. It was. I think most people would have taken that before the uh, game. It's just a bit frustrating the fact we were one up and possibly could have gone on to win it. Um, well, you know, added to our one nil scoreline, but we didn't. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to moan about it really. A point away from home in the Premier League is never something to be too disappointed with. But pressure's on David Moyes this season. We can't, you know, we don't want to be a channel that slates David Moyes and be on his case all the time. But, you know, we're just talking facts here. We had a poor season last season, forgetting the, you know, parking the Europa Conference League. That was fantastic. But the Premier League was poor. So he's under mm. pressure this season. No two ways about it. Um, do you think, is it right in me thinking this? If West Ham lose to Chelsea, um, I mean, you know, let's be honest, there's no shame in that. But the pressure will start ramping on Moyes pretty quickly. That the people who are going, right, hang on, we've got one point out of two games here. This isn't good. Um, I, I actually think it would do, personally, myself, Riley. What's your thoughts? I can't imagine that being the case, to be honest. I think we haven't even, you know, West Ham is historically a club that gets all of its transfer business done in the last kind of two weeks. I mean, we said this, didn't we, way early mm. in the window, that we weren't actually that worried because for some reason we just leave our business so late. Um, because obviously it takes us so long to figure out who are who represents the best value for money, which is what we're all about, you know. Mm. Um, so he hasn't, you know, bearing in mind after this Chelsea game, um, you know, in a few weeks' time, we might have a completely different squad, different signings coming in. Uh, then they get a bedding in period. I don't think anyone's really going to be questioning David Moyes until about, I'd say, about eight games in. I'd be very surprised if two games in, you've mm. drawn against Bournemouth, which... You know, to be fair, like we probably could have won the game, but we didn't lose it. And you've mm. lost to Chelsea, you've spent almost a billion pounds. I mean, I, I don't see the pressure ramping on David Moyes too soon. Obviously, okay. if we start heading towards the down end of the table um, and we start losing to clubs like Luton or yeah, we don't start mm. picking up big points. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if we end this transfer window without signing a couple more players, I think, again, the pressure will be on David Moyes. But I think he's probably got a good eight games to sort of show something you know, show that he's mm. changed a little bit, show that we're not just rinsing and repeating what happened last season and we're just going on the same track and we need a new manager in. Yeah. You know, and hopefully that will come in the shape of maybe a new formation or obviously having the new players come in. Hopefully they'll just execute his tactics better. But I reckon probably around eight games in is, is when it's going to come in, especially with the fact that he's got the crutch, that we've got a very tough start to the season with Chelsea, Liverpool and City. Yeah. Um, and obviously Brighton as well, who, will, like we say, is probably the worst out of the lot. I'd actually rather play City than Brighton at this point. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think the pressure will start ramping on him too soon. Uh, I think he's got quite well, a few games at least to, to you know, prove himself. Well, you raise a good point there. But, but, but the thing is then, when you think about the games you've got coming up, you then really it makes Chelsea even more important. It's a home game against a team that are very new, still finding their feet, still building, still bringing players in. It's probably a, this is a really prime time for Eddie Moyes to get a decent result on under his belt. Um, I think not trying to take away from Chelsea because I think they are going to be stronger this season. But West Ham, this is, for my opinion, this is a good opportunity. I, I, I really don't want us to squander it. 
got to play well. I, I, we're going to need to play well. I mean, Chelsea are still going to be up for it. There's no choice about it. But you, you can't, I, 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 when I watched them against Liverpool, I, although they looked better, better organised, I wasn't wowed by them. I didn't look at them and think, oh my God, were they going to eat us alive? I thought they just looked all right. They played okay. And um, but I do think if West Ham can put in a decent performance, we could get something. Um, before we go into our teams, mate, we need to talk about one player, uh, Lucas Paqueta. Um, we did a video uh, earlier regarding the situation, um, you know, surrounding his this FA investigation regarding uh, betting offences. Um, we talked about that in that video. We both said, well, I can't imagine the club not playing the player. Um, are we still sticking with that theory? Do you think that Paqueta will be, if available, being uh, involved against Chelsea? If he's available, David Moyes will play him and there's no doubt in my mind about that. I agree. I, I absolutely, solely agree. That. I, I actually can imagine Moyes already in his press conference after the game when they say, oh, you played Paqueta then? What did you do? And he'll go, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I play him? There's investigation mm-hmm. going on, nothing to do. Do you know what I mean? He's just going to dismiss it and go, nothing. Like he did with um, Zuma, like you said previously. I just think he won't take I agree. If there's no pressure from the club to drop him, I don't think there'll be an issue. And let's be honest, I don't think that, I think the club will be behind Moyes. I think the likes of David Sullivan, Styrton, Noble, David Moyes all have the same mindset. I can't imagine any of them going, oh, no, we can't play him. You know, yeah. they'll they know that actually there's nothing been proven in this situation at the moment. And the fact is, we're playing Chelsea. We need a good season this season. We ain't got time for all this crap. Like, we've got to go and get some results. Um, we need our best players out regardless. So I, I don't think they'll be. And like you say, if they played Zuma when he did something that was quite. Um, not just it was a it was kind of national news, not just football news. It was treated as a you know, uh, and, and the fact it was a you know kicking the cat and what have you. It was kind of like it sort of touched the hearts of lots of different types of people that like you probably wouldn't associate with football, like you know, animal rights and stuff like that. So and we still carried on and went, yeah, he's playing. So the fact it's just a betting offence, it, it's you know I mean he hasn't really hurt anyone. Let's be honest. So I, I don't think you know he might be innocent anyway, but I can't see them uh, dropping him. Um, I'll tell you what, mate, we do our preview, you know, we put our teams that what, what we both want to see. I found this really hard this week. I found this really difficult. Like usually some most of the team writes itself. I don't get what most of it has, but I found the midfield particularly quite difficult. Um, I'm going to ask you first, though, Riley, what is your, I'll tell you what, let's just do, we'll do it in space. So who you put, who you having in goal? Uh, I'll probably stick with Ariola in goal. Um, yeah. You know, I think especially the way Fabianski came out um, and sort of said he wasn't happy being second choice I think if we were to put Fabianski in goal it would kind of send mm-hmm. the wrong message to both players at the club and Ariola himself because it would make it yeah. seem like he's thrown his toys out the pram and we've allowed him the first spot even if that's not the case so I think Ariola yeah. has to play in goal for me yeah yeah it's I agree with that I've, I've, I've gone with Ariola I think now like I, I, I'm a bit disappointed in Fabianski actually for his comments um to be honest I've, I've been dropped I thought it was a bit petty um, bit, bit silly of him, really, for someone of his age. And I don't know. I, I, when he said he was so shocked by the news, it was like really. Like, I thought it was going to happen last season. To be honest, I'm, I don't know why you're that shocked. And end of the day, we, we've got European football again. So effectively, you're still going to be playing in Europe and still playing cup games. So I, I found that a bit odd. Um, yeah. But that's up to you know. It's, it, 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 you know, at the same time, maybe it's a good thing having a bit of passion and wanting to play. But um, yeah, for me, Ariola and goal. I think if that's their goalkeeper, going to stick with it. Um, defense, then what are you going to go for a back line? Are you first of all, what's your are you going for a back five or are you going for a back four? No, I think we stick with the, with the back four. Um, yeah, I know Creswell's back training with the squad, but I, I'd probably start Emerson. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to starting someone like Kira on the on the right, uh, instead of Sufal. Oh, really? But I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I just like the way he goes forward, I like the way he plays. 
Um, but, you know, I'll probably stick with Sue Fowl because, you know, trusted. And obviously you've got the uh, lightning partnership of Zuma and Aguirre. So sorry, are you going with Sue Fowl then, are you? Right back. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll probably stick with Sue Fowl just because okay. he, he plays there more often. He, he's probably less prone to a mistake as well. But I actually do think Kira, with a bit of fine tuning, could actually be our starting right back. Mm, mm. I, I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. I've gone for a back four as well. I've gone for the same as you, Emerson and Akuf Soufal. Absolutely exactly the same. Um, I actually agree with you totally with Kira. I, I was a little bit torn with this one. Um, the only reason I've gone with Soufal is just because of the experience and you just think, tough game, first time game of the season, maybe you just want a little bit of bite in there, someone that's been there, done it. Um, and I just don't want to take too many risks against Chelsea. I think we're going to need to be quite you know, very defensively minded. Well, West Ham are anyway, let's be honest. That's mm. how we play. But um, back to, I mean, the centre-backs, I'm guessing that kind of is a straightforward one. Yeah, for, uh, again, Zuma, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've gone exactly the same, actually, for our defence. Now, this is where the debate will be, I'm sure. Um, I've sort of been juggling through my mind, thinking how I'd play this. Now, because it's, we're playing against Chelsea, I think we're going to have to be, they're going to have a lot more of the ball, I'm guessing, than us. Um, and we're going to be playing on the counter-attack. Definitely. We play that really anyway, most games. But certainly, I'm sure that's how we'll set up against Chelsea. With that in mind, I've actually dropped Alvarez as a defensive midfielder to sit in front of the, the defence. So, effectively, he'll be operating a, a bit like a, a joining them, really, uh, as a barrier between the, the midfield and the defence. Um, and the defence, yeah. And then I'd have Paqueta and James Ward-Prowse playing in front of him as the two midfielders. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Would you have something similar or you got something different in mind? No, Alvarez, Paqueta, James Ward-Prowse. I think this yeah, is hey, really look at this. this has been easy, yeah, yeah. I mean, great minds, but I think... <laughs> It's a really important game to have someone like James Ward-Prowse. I mean, we're going to struggle to get behind Chelsea. I mean, like I say, they're going to play possession football. They're going to play quick. They're going to be mm. moving the ball around quickly. And obviously, they're going to drop off when we come. You know, they're not going to play the whole counter-attack. They don't play a particularly high line. Um, mm. They didn't really suffer too much against Liverpool. So, we, we know that's how they're going to play. In a game where chances are going to be, you know, few to come by, having mm. the tactic of let's win a free kick, get James Ward-Prowse on it, and maybe we'll score a bloody goal... That's, mm. that's invaluable in a game like this. You know, the game where we might not have too much of the ball, a game where we might not be able to, you know, get in behind the way we want to. Mm. Having an opportunity, you know, especially with someone like Antonio up front, who I'm sure is probably who we're going to be choosing here. You know, having him up top and winning winning fouls, you know, he's very good yeah. tactically with that. Having James Ward-Prowse on, on set pieces is, is so invaluable to the team that we just can't not play him in this game. I think it's just so, it would just be so stupid not to play him when we know that we the only real sort of opportunities we might get is through set pieces and it's it's mm. gonna allow us so many more opportunities. I think Alvarez as well has to come in. Yeah. Simply because he's just, you know, he, why do we buy him otherwise? And oh, yeah. you know, like you say, the situation with Keter is is nonetheless he's a brilliant player and he needs to play. I think this is the type of game where Chelsea are basically sitting there and paying all their new signs and their their you know a billion pound Lamborghini they've built in their squad. I feel like, you know, we need to give the club a lift as well. You know, we need to show off some of our new signings, you know, it would be a bit sort of underwhelming if you see this Chelsea squad going out there with like all these new players. Yeah. Then David Moyes puts out the same 11 he's been playing since last season. I think you need that, you know, lift at the London Stadium to oh, get yeah. Alvarez yeah, yeah, yeah. and James Prowse coming out, get the fans going, get them excited to watch these new players play for West Ham. I think that's a must mm. for this game, regardless of what David Moyes says about bedding in and all that, you know, stuff. I think he just yeah. absolutely has to play him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think well, I agree with our lineups. I think we, we we're doing okay at the moment, and um, I do agree with your mindset as well. I think we do need the fresh blood out there. Um, 
well, before we go into the predictions of the match, uh, what are we thinking then for the front line? I've, I've gone for Ben Rama, Bowen and Antonio in through the middle. Um, not very creative, but that's what I've gone for. What, what, you, what's your thoughts? Have you changed anything on that? Do you think Bowen might potentially play at striker this game with, you know, David Moyes talking about it so much? I mean, I think it would be it would be a bit naive to start him against Chelsea in yeah. terms of up front. Um, but no, do you think that's something he might do? No, I don't. The reason I don't think he will is because I think because of the nature of this game we're going into, I think that we're going to play quite ugly in this game. I think we're going to bully. I think we're going to be defensive. I think like you said, we're going to be trying to play counter-attack and off the set piece. That's going to be our whole game plan. Frustrate Chelsea as much as we can. Um, and I think to do that, you need Antonio up front, bullying them, yeah, getting the fouls in, just running the channels, running them ragged. I, I just think, I don't think it would suit experimenting with Bowen up front on his own for this one. I just don't I don't see it. I just don't think this is the right game. Um, but I, I do. I, I mean, so you, you agree with that? You, what you're thinking? You thinking Bowen, Antonio, Ben Rama then for this one up front? Yeah, definitely. I, I Like you say, I don't think this is a game that Bowen would suit. Um, mm. and, and I think, you know, we need to slow the game down at times and, and winning fouls will allow us to do that. And of course, like I said, you've got James Will Prowse on the pitch. You've oh, yeah. got a chance yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. I mean, we're going back to the Pyatt era, mate, where, you know, you oh, get... Yeah. It used to be corners. It used to be free kicks, sorry, with Pyatt. Then it was corners when Craig Dawson was at the club. And now it's free kicks again. It's a beautiful time. It, to be is, it is. It's, it's actually very exciting, actually. I know it's, it sounds a bit cliche, but it's true. Like, like that, the message has to be to Antonio, Bowen and Ben Rama, try to get in, cut inside and tr- draw fouls as much as you can. Like, we want, not just because of he can he can have a fire at goal, which is obviously be exciting in itself, but also if his deliveries. Um, for set pieces, we want to try and get as many fouls as we can. So, and that's going to be our tactic. I think West Ham. I was I was talking to Gonzo um, Harris chat a little while ago about, it, and he was saying, and he's right. I think West Ham are just going to be an ugly side on David Moyes' Moyes' season. We are just going to be so reliant on our set pieces, so reliant on free kicks, counter attack football. That is just going to be the way we set up. I've got no real problem with it as long as it works. I don't mind seeing ugly side of football as long as it delivers. The, the problem was last season we were doing it and it was it wasn't delivering. That that's yeah. where the frustration is. But I get the feeling this is going to be a proper Moyes game. This where he's just going to set up, frustrate them, bully them, kick them, do everything we can. And you know what, mate? I've got a feeling it's going to work. I've got this really good feeling about tomorrow. I might be completely naive. Um, but I'll put my I mean, that's craziness. I can't I just can't believe it. You always come into the, these predictions, honestly. I, 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 you rarely, rarely predict West Ham to lose, to be fair. I think you, you're always quite positive. And then you've got the yin and yang of me being all the, all the negative sort of sides <laughs> and, and being a bit more... Well, I actually, I've got the result right last week. That was one all. And for yep. this week, I've gone 1-0 West Ham. I think we're going to win this. I, wow. I've got this feeling in my mind we're going to frustrate the hell out of Chelsea. We're going to defend well. Um, I think they're going to find it frustrating trying to break us down. And I just get the feeling we're going to nick a goal somewhere, whether it be a Ward-Prowse goal or a you know, a toe poke from Antonio or a wonder strike from Bowen, whatever it'll be, we're going to nick a goal somewhere and we're going to win the game. That's just my gut feeling. You know, who knows? We could get absolutely hammered tomorrow. I've no idea. But my gut feeling is, I think, I don't know, something's playing into my mind thinking this is a kind of Moyes perfect game, this. Like, new manager at Chelsea, he wants to play some sexy football with his new Lamborghinis, like you say, and West Ham are going to go, no, fuck all that. Just kick him up in the air. Let's just bully him. Just make their day hard. Um, yeah. And I just got, get that got a reliable Ford Fiestas is fine. Yeah, exactly. Just get the old bangers out, and we'll just fucking go. Yeah, come on, we're up for a rocket. And I've got this feeling we're going to be right up for it tomorrow. And mm. I don't know. I just think it could play into our hands. All this, maybe it, that would be exactly how we want to play. But yeah, that's what I'm going for. I might be very, you know, a bit, bit claret and blue tinted glasses on here. But I'm going one 0 West Ham. What is your final prediction, Mr. Riley Finch? Yeah, I'm going to 
bring you back crashing down to earth, mate, because I personally think we're going to lose three-one. And I know, I know that's quite a big scoreline, but I think David Moyes will be too negative potentially. Like mm. he'll try and set up to frustrate Chelsea, and I just don't think it'll work. Um, yeah. the rate, there's literally no way we're going to get a foothold in midfield with Caicedo yeah. and Enzo Fernandez, even potentially if they go with Lavia in there. I mean, there's absolutely no way we're getting any sort of foothold in midfield. And obviously that is something that we used to hold as one of our biggest assets when we used to have like Rice mm. and Paqueta. Um, mm. We don't know how Alvarez is going to play. Is he going to struggle to adapt? Um, I actually don't think Moyes is going to play Ward-Prowse. I think he's going to play Suchek. Uh, that is my gut feeling, uh, yeah. whether I'm right or wrong. Hopefully I'm yeah. just being too naive when it, or too, you know, too much PTSD when it comes to Moyes. I mean, surely mm. it makes no sense to play Suchek, but again, you know, it may be the case, or even you might even play him at CDM with the mindset of Ward Prowse mm. free kicks, you know, get him on the end of them. But either way, I think Chelsea have got too much bounce about them. And and you talk about David Moyes needing a result. How much pressure is on Pochettino's sh- uh, shoulders, mate? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they want to start well. money. He's going to be looking at this game thinking it's bloody West Ham. If I don't get a result here, you know, already the press are going to be like, oh, Pochettino is this. The new, all the pressure is going to come on the new players. Like, it does work both ways. So I think they're going to be just as up for it as we are. Um, and traditionally, we don't have a great record against Chelsea, I don't think. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I could see us nicking a draw. But yeah, I can kind of see us getting a little bit carried away uh, and a bit of a wake-up call tomorrow, to be honest with you. You could well be right, mate. You could well be right. You're bringing me back down to earth. But look, I'm going to still go with my um, gut instinct. I still think... As you should. Feeling, got this feeling. And also, I can't believe I didn't predict it. If there's going to be a goal score for West Ham, surely it's Lucas Paqueta. Uh, there's going to be a yellow card in the game. Maybe it's Lucas Paqueta as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.